like you said, last episode, right? We talked about like global solidarity as a like a, a essential part to having an actual revolution, right? Um, because I think this is something that folks forget about a lot. Because when people talk about revolution, they always name like the ones that were successful, right? Whichever ones you're going to name, they always name successful, like the Haitian Revolution, right? And I'm just like, all right. I mean, me and you even had a conversation because I was like, nigga, I be getting kind of skeptical sometimes. He's like, nah, it's happened before, but I'm like, all right, boom. So we know it's possible. Right. But also, nigga. It's 2019, bro. Like, if we think about having a revolution in America, it's like, because America's like America's dominance is it's like as a result of like imperialism, right? Like, the shit is global. Um, we're looking at the strongest military, nigga. Like, we can't just fantasize the revolutions that happened hundreds, hundreds of years ago, my nigga. Because like, yeah. they were not dealing with the same circumstances that we're dealing with Biggest in America. Power. You feel biggest me, my nigga? global police force that with the, the push of a button can wipe motherfuckers out. You feel me? Yeah, I, th- I think that's what a lot of people don't realize, and I even myself too. I feel like I have a very idealistic view. Because nigga, you better see hella easy. So you know, I was like, yeah, bro, that shit. I was like, I was like, damn, am I being a pessimist right now? But I'm like, hold on, nigga. Like, what we finna go in there with handguns? Like, what? Where do we even start? Like, does that like what? Is, what does it look like? You feel like where do we right. even start? Like. Because the military has 150 fucking bases, right? Base or 100 militaries in 150 countries. <laughs> so like, we're not talking about bases. We're talking about countries. Like they have bases in different countries, over 100, you know. So it's like when we talk about revolution, we have to start looking at it in like practice, nigga, not just in theory. Because it's like, all right, there are so many steps we get, we have to take before we even get to the point of like actual war. Like, am I ready to go toe to? Am I ready to go for one hand in hand combat with a? With the uh, Navy with, SEAL? With the Navy SEAL, no. Am I ready to have a shootout with any of these niggas? No. Because these the niggas eyes are not in shoot our favor. better. The eyes they got more not. rounds. Come on, bro. <laughs> they like, got ARs. A lot of people you feel me? aren't, you feel me? Like, bro, there's just a lot of factors that go into revolution that I think niggas don't think, think about. about, which is why, which is what yeah. I wanted to, to talk about in this episode. So Facts. We um kind of dive, dove into it. So before we go even more into it, we're going to kick it off how we usually kick it off. Hella Black, this episode 43. Yes, Lord. We Dreaming in Revolution. We we out here, you feel me? 43 episodes, you feel me? So thank y'all for all the patrons who are tapped in the Hella Black podcast. Patreon.com slash Hella Black pod. Y'all yes, are some fucking real winners, for real, for real. Like, Patreon really does make a difference for us, you feel me? So we just had a show out in Chicago, you know, and we usually get paid when we go out there day of. You feel me? If the check cashes, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> ain't nobody played us. Ain't nobody played us. Ain't so nobody far. played us yet. Um, but because of the patrons, because yeah. of the money that we make off Patreon, we were able to front damn near all the costs. And of I also wouldn't advise that. That was Patreon. bad business on our end. Like, don't for the niggas that's listening to this, it'll never happen again. Don't think we we had some black students that we were trying to work with. We were showing love to them. But for anybody else that's trying to book hella black, nigga, it's not happening again. Yeah, we you, need money up front, up front. Period. Point blank, nigga. So front end and the back end. Don't take this. Don't take this and be like, oh, I can start. You feel me? Getting my money when I show up. Fuck no. That was bad business practice on us. Um, but again, because of the patrons, we were able to yeah. front the money. So tap in with our Patreon. You get extended episodes. You feel me? Patreon.com slash HellBlackPod. For show locking with our social medias, at HellBlackPod. You feel me? Just tweet along with us. You feel me? And we'll retweet. We'll engage with you. You feel me? We want y'all to be, you feel me, using the hashtag HellBlackPodcast. So tap in with us on socials. Tell a friend. Tell your cousin. Tell your auntie. Yep. That's how we spread the word about Hella Black, baby. You feel me? And shout out to all our supporters. Like, I hope y'all hear the sincerity in our voices in our voices when we saying thank you because Again, whether it's being able to, you know, 
front causes like like we got right like we just had with Chicago. Um, with the money that y'all give us allows us to function as better human beings. Like a lot of that money that I get from Patreon is how I'm able to help students. You feel me? Um, folks that are less fortunate, friends, family, whatever. So I'm grateful. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate y'all for sure. Shoot, we got another live show coming up too. Back in Oakland, you feel me? Yes, you know what I'm sir. saying? We're gonna be at the new parish June 9th, you feel me? Six o'clock sharp. You know, we're gonna have a few live performances too. You know what I'm saying? So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good time in Oakland. And it's for the F. For the free for those that don't understand the lingo. <laughs> it's for the F. It's so free. go to hellblackpod.com, secure your spot, you feel me? We're expecting to be at capacity, you feel me? So if you wanna get in, make sure you get in. RSVP on Hello Black Pod. Dot com this right is a now. moment for all parties involved like I, I, what people don't understand i think the the experience that we're crafting is it's, it's it's really the epitome of community right like we had all these sponsors that pitched in to make it to where we could have a free show we have all these acts that donated their performances to make it to where we could put on like a musical portion um we got dj Shellheart that's djing for the f um, we got Edge of the One performing, yeah. Shion G, Miles, Tota, you feel me? We got it's gonna be a, a good infusion of like the podcast and the hip hop and then just straight that Oakland experience, you feel me? That Hella Black experience. Yeah, so we got all these people that literally make up the Hella Black community. Um and you know, we we building this space that I feel is is a revolutionary know, space. A hundred percent, bro. And like just the entire way in which is functioning, we having a free show. I'm just I'm super grateful for this shit. So thank you to all our supporters, everyone that's gonna pull up and rock out with us. And also, this is the first live podcast that, from what we've been told by the folks that work at the New Parish, this is the first live podcast ever in the New Parish. And the New Parish is a very like, I say like historical place in Oakland. You feel me? Yeah. Especially for artists like, damn near every artist who ever come to Oakland, your first show is probably at the New Parish. You know what I'm saying? And then like, if you're an artist from the Bay Area, if you like, you have to do the New Parish like to get you feel me? like you have to do this space. It's like a stamp. It's like the seal of approval. Like, oh, they did the New Parish. And so for us, Blake and I have talked about after after we did our first live show in Oakland and seeing the feedback mm-hmm. we got from that. We like we got to do one of our goals for this year was doing a New Parish. So this is like us living out a, a, a dream, a goal in real time. So I mean, and I think that wouldn't happen without the support of the folks. Of, of of the hella black supporters, right? Facts like, whether like it's Patreon, shit, yeah. tweeting it out, you know whatever. What I'm Y'all made like, us a thing for real, so I'm super grateful, and I'm yeah. looking forward to to the ninth. I think this is one of the shows for the first time that I'm like just pure excited about. I don't have any anxiety. Bruh, I'm like, no I just fears. smile when I like. That's yeah. why I also tap on our YouTube. You feel me? I'm smiling right now. You feel me? <laughs> like, yeah, I have zero we really fears finna rock. Around you know what I'm saying? So definitely pull up. It's gonna be a. You don't want to miss it. That's facts. It's going to be a good time. We're going to talk politics. We're going to drink. We're going to have fun. You feel me? It's all ages, you know, but pull up on time, not that black people time. You feel me? We're going we gonna to sharp a sharp yeah. schedule. Uh-huh, so yeah. come fuck with us. Doors open, I think, at 530, 6 p.m. The show going to start promptly. So tap the fuck in with us. Hellblackpod.com. Get your RSVP, which will secure your spot for the F. Yeah. So we got to, if y'all could tell, if you, if you fuck with the shit that we was talking about before we even got into our usual spiel of, you know the Patreon follow us and whatnot. Um, I think we got a really good episode in store for folks. Something that really dives in, at least dives in from our perspectives into what would be necessary for a revolution um, and what does a revolution in 2019 look like. And just and having this, a realist, real conversation yeah. around it. You feel me? Because I'm going, I'm gonna talk like I'm about to process shit in real time. I'm about yeah. to just throw ideas out there. Like this Thanks. is not something that's gonna be rooted in 
um, historical fact, well, some some historical facts, but right. a lot of it, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna assume. We gonna process how yeah. we feel. You I'm not me? gonna present as if I know everything. It's just gonna be yeah. me trying to really get to the bottom of what I what I think would need to happen for a revolution in facts in this uh, white supremacist police state. But before we talk about revolution, you feel me? We gotta talk about Black Joy. Yeah, who, 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 I feel like there's a lot of shit that's happening. I'm like, I don't even know if I can have one moment. Yeah, well, have we have we did episodes since we went to Chicago? Nah. That was dope. Yeah. That that was something that brought me black joy. I'm trying to figure out what else what else we did recently. Besides Chicago. What what have I done? Ooh, fuck nigga, I have no idea. Shit, we was in LA. That was that was Yeah, fun. LA was super fun. I I would say either LA or Chicago would be my black joy moments. I could say both. And we went to Chicago for the live podcast. That was Another time that me and Blake got to travel together, we knocked off a bunch of things off my bucket list. I had never been to Chicago before. Never ate Harold's before. Probably never eat, eat it again. Yeah, I could have <laughs> lived without experiencing that. If not going to Chicago meant not eating Harold's, I would have been totally fine with not ever going to Chicago. Um, but no, nah, like the black students at Chicago were super dope. The podcast experience was dope. We got to walk that little pier, whatever that pier is over there. That's the Navy Pier, <laughs> fucking period. Was, it wasn't yeah, about the Navy it was. Pier. <laughs> Man, it was like seventeen American flags flying Bruh. around. My, like I just hear Halloween and I look up and I just, just see, see the all these American star spangled patterns. Like, what the fuck am I, God nigga? Damn propaganda. I was, yeah, I was. It's like you trying to experience this joy, experience that blue ass Lake Michigan water, and then you see that big ass flag. It's like pu. Chicago is beautiful. <laughs> Niggas didn't tell us that. I didn't yeah, know they that had that architecture. Nice, yeah, I. Streets are super clean I had no idea It looked like that yeah. And then me, Blake And two of my cousins Drove down to LA uh, Monday To celebrate Memorial Day uh, I don't know how Memorial <laughs> we, We're talking about Everything in period Yeah I'm like Damn I just, It was I had to say Celebrate Memorial Day Because I can't say What we actually were doing <laughs> So We drove down to LA And we celebrated Our day off From yeah, work Our day off Fuck capitalism You feel yeah, me Yeah we celebrated Our yeah. day off from work um, that was hella fun to, to, to fuck around with some niggas that I really care about That shit I, I had a good time On my black shit Yeah that shit was fun I say for me She uh, My cousin Shion G Check her music out She uh, she opened up for Cypress Hill And she just killed the performance So it was just real dope Seeing her and all the hard work She put in for her music You feel me and For that shit to come in fruition You know So that was a, a Black joy moment for me For sure And then I uh, went to Stone Soul That shit was fun all the aunties was out there rocking, looking spectacular. You know what I I'm saying? I love Stone Soul. <laughs> so it was a good, it was a good week, good weekend, good good past few weeks. You know, Chicago, that shit was raw shit too. Yeah. Shout out Chicago. Yeah, I, I've, through all my um, trials and tribulations, I've also been able to find some joy. So I'm grateful for that. Shout out to all my black folks. I'm, I hope y'all out there experiencing all the joy that you deserve. Yes, Lord. So episode 43, we really wanted to talk about what does a revolution look like in 2019? And I feel like if you listen to the past few episodes of Hella Black, we've talked about global solidarity. You feel me? So thinking about how do we have solidarity across borders, across different racial groups, you feel me? And then we've also talked about, you know, Kamala Harris and why integrating into the system isn't for us. You feel me? So make sure you tap into those episodes, too, um, because I feel like it sets up a good, you know, Good knowledge set before we talk about the shit we finna talk about right now. You feel me? So tap into those episodes for Shelly. Um, but one thing we really wanted to talk about was what does a revolution look like in 2019? Because especially like on Twitter, you know, we got a lot of people just talking about revolution. People might identify as a revolutionary, you know. But 
an actual revolution. I think revolution has been romanticized. Can I can I co-opted? Can know? I stop you right there before you go any <laughs> deeper? Because I feel like before we can go into that, I think the like as you were talking and explaining what we was about to talk about, yeah. my first initial question was like, I think you should go into detail as to why we need revolution, right? Because you did talk talk about um how we addressed integration before. And I think before we even go into like what a revolution is and why why yeah, what a revolution is, what a revolution is and what it encompasses, we need to talk about like why we need revolution. And I think the point is is like you can just explain why integration won't work because it's like what you what right. you see right it's either revolution or integration exactly and what a lot of folks either can they a lot of folks oftentimes confuse the two um or oftentimes yeah. just completely reject the revolution and yeah. want to go towards integration. and you'll see words like revolution is voting it's like nah revolution isn't showing up to the fucking polls you yeah. feel me so if you're looking at the foundation of this country this shit is rooted in genocide and slavery mm-hmm. point blank period you feel me? You're looking at the Constitution. The same Constitution that enslaved us is the same Constitution that we governs us right now. You feel me? Things have, quote unquote, changed. But if we are actually studying, you feel me, history and looking how we went from, you know, one plantation to a, a prison plantation, slavery is still existing. You feel me? If we look at black athletes, that's a whole other form of uh, slavery. College athletes, you feel me? These white coaches making millions and millions of dollars, whole billion dollar industry and black athletes ain't making no money. You know, so when we talk about integration, you can't integrate into a system that is designed to kill you. You might have a black person integrated into the system, but that doesn't mean the masses of black people are free. You feel me? So when we talk about revolution, we're talking about overthrowing this system that is rooted in the genocide of Native Americans, that is rooted in, you know, slavery of black people. Rooted in imperialism. You feel me? Like really rooted in just straight bloodshed. You know, yeah, like it makes sense why you feel me. The American flag has red in it. That fucking they've committed hell, fucking genocide and just straight bloodshed. You feel me of of black people, brown people, native people. You feel me, Asian people. You know, so when we talk about revolution, we really talking about how do we end the bloodshed of oppressed communities. You feel me? Revolution is the truest form of equity. Niggas want to talk about equity, inclusion, all this shit is like. Time, people talking about inclusion, they're like, oh, we want to be included in this white supremacist construct. What? <laughs> yeah, so as, I, as, as you know, as you're making all your points, what I'm thinking, what I'm hearing and, like, processing it myself is, like, the reason why we need revolution is because it truly is the only way for black folks to get what they what they want, right? Because if at the end of the day, it's the, it's the only way for us to get true liberation and to mm-hmm. get true freedom because you can't integrate your way into liberation. It's the you only way said, to save the world, too, if we're looking at it from a climate perspective, yeah. you feel me? Because America is literally fucking killing the planet, you feel me, by all this gas, trying to oil, all this shit, you feel me, all this <laughs> toxins. So it's not only the only way that we can get freedom, it's the only way that to save the we as world, humans will be able like to continue humanity. to exist. Yeah. Like it, it's bigger than, you feel me? Like, and I, niggas yeah. gonna really fuck the galaxy up. I've been thinking like in, in, in reference to, to 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 black liberation, the importance of evolution is because, again, it's really the only way we'll get what we want. And as of late, right, we saw this shit with, where like Nipsey shit as being co-opted. Right. Um, Into a black capitalist thing. Yeah. Like, and this oh, is like. Charlemagne the God is over here supposed to. <laughs> yeah. It's the perfect example of like buy, black. Buy black. Or black integration. Like folks are saying. Um, like their whole message was gentrify your hood before, like Jay Z said it. Then Ti reiterated it by saying like, gentrify your hood before before the, they do before they do it. Y'all do know that like gentrification for in order for like the result of gentrification if is 
black folks being removed, being uprooted, and put in a refugee-like situation, Why and would, being transplanted, and being kicked out as refugees to try to find somewhere new to live. So as I see it, it's like okay, if these white, if the white man gonna do it, <laughs> yeah. So how I see it as he was saying basically like, all right, fuck over your own people before, before the, the white before man, the white do. man can't. And that's a perfect example of. Like black people integrating into a fucked up system that is rooted in white supremacy. We've seen we've seen what happens when black folks integrate into police right. police forces. They kill black people at the same rate that white cops kill black people. Black cop, the fuck? Come on, my nigga. So we see when black when black folks are integrated into the slave system as overseers, and we see what happened when we had a black president drop more bombs <laughs> than any other president, deported more undocumented people than any other president, signed a Blue Lives Matter bill. But hey. Fuck Donald Trump, nigga. Fuck Obama too. So you gotta ask yourself. Like, like, let's just call a spade a spade, or let's look at things for what it are, for what it is. Um, if you can't be someone that believes in black liberation and black freedom, and think that it'll come through the integration into black oppressive systems, like that, logically, it does not make sense. That's not how life works. Like, that's just at the simple like one plus one equals two type shit. Like at the, at, at the root of things, right? We have to realize like. That's not how it works. You cannot change the function of something. Like you can't. It's doing what it was designed to do. The car the is meant to drive. Function the way they're supposed to function, no matter who's in that seat. A plane is meant to fly, and white supremacy is designed to steal land and to enslave black people, and oh. also fuck the planet up environmentally. So that is why we need revolution as opposed to integration. And another point that B made that I that I that I hella that hella resonated with me is like. You know, and the reason why I think people have been able to mask integration as revolutions because revolution, like all other coin terms or whatever we, whatever the the phrase is, has become like so watered down and co-opted and commodified, right? Like it's just it's just a word now that people use. Like even the fact that folks can identify as revolutionary, you know what I'm saying? Like I even think about the ways in which I use it sometimes. It's like my nigga, like what does it even mean at this point? You know what I'm saying? So in order for an ex, in, in efforts to like hold myself accountable. And to like really see if I'm really about the revolutionary shit, I'm like, let's dive into this shit, bro. So like, yeah. if we really gonna talk about revolution and assess revolution and try to lead a revolution in um, Donald Trump's America in 2019 America, what does that look like, bro? In a place that has over, would you say, 150, 100 military bases in over 150 countries? Yeah, you feel me? Over 165k. Troops abroad, 165,000 troops abroad. The U.S. has 1.3 million active duty troops with another 865,000 in reserve and has the largest fighting force of any other country. So, like, literally, you can be anywhere in the world damn near. And if America wants to get their hands on you, they can get their hands on you probably within 30 minutes, nigga. Faster than an Uber Eats delivery. So, the ways in which, like, do y'all really <laughs> like, think... <laughs> My nigga, that's dinner. Two million troops, my nigga. Trained troops. Two million trained troops. And that's, you feel me? That's without that. To go go beyond their duty to uphold this system. And that's without a draft. Right. So if you think about. That's niggas that's not even who really, who really hate black folks. Right. Who really want to uphold this American system. That's just niggas who sitting on the couch right now who like, if they just got the opportunity, if they, if it really came, because when the revolution kick off. Them niggas is coming off the bench. 
when the shit really come off, it's not just them two million niggas that we dealing with. It's all the other motherfuckers. You gonna deal also with all us. the fucking white nationalist military groups? You feel me? Like California has the biggest amount of white nationalist, white supremacist militant groups. You feel me? Like California of all quote unquote places. You know, people say, "Oh, it's so liberal out here. It's a blue state." Well, yeah. You also got a lot of fucking white supremacist terrorist groups right here. What are they finna do when the revolution happen? You know who they gonna be siding with? They gonna list that same day. <laughs> so it's not only the military that we have to worry about, but also the police force. Police is just another form of military. That's especially it's just a military from. occupation. And that's what they, they go train from. in Israel. You feel me? Why are they training in Israel? What are they preparing for? They preparing for you feel me uprisings here. Y'all seen anytime we up we we all seen when like we've had real protests out here and real uprisings. Y'all seen what happens? They bring the tanks out. They bring the shields out. You feel me? And we be they bring outnumbered. Like audio device like literally LRADs, which is pretty much like an audio. It fucks your hearing up. And this shit like they strategic. They that shit in they strategic, bro. The military is super strategic. So you know we only we have to worry about the military. Then we have to worry about the police. Then we got to worry about these like vigilante white supremacist groups. And then, if a revolution really happens, Trump gonna sign some fucking shit where you have to you gonna have to be drafted into the military. So you're talking about, <laughs> you know, probably up to four million <laughs> troops. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I, I hope what people are not taking from our tone is like pessimism, right? It's like yeah. nah, like let's just let's we're have trying a real. We're trying to work through this shit. It's like all right, like nigga, we're trying to be strategic right now. Let's have a real conversation around what a revolution will look like because this is what we're truly up against. Like motherfuckers, it's easy to be online, to be writing books, to be whatever, and you're high. Like oh, we need the revolution to pop off. Da da da. Like all right, my nigga, you know what that look like? It's not going to be as easy as us getting on here and having this conversation. Right it ain't now. as easy as a hashtag. You feel me? It's going to be a lot of fucking work. So with that being said, what are some things we can start doing? To prepare ourselves for the revolution and what does it look like? Shit, we might get suspended for this episode. <laughs> I mean, I'm we gonna really talk about revolution. People, have, people make movies about wars that don't that don't, that don't happen. <laughs> well, we can have a conversation about revolutions, my nigga. For, oh, so, no nah, facts, but I think that's why it's important. Like when we talk about global solidarity, mm-hmm. you feel me? Like, there's no way we could do this shit by ourselves. It's impossible. It's 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 not like because think of, again all the they have 150 bases or they have bases in over 150 countries. countries. You it, feel me? There's like, not enough black people in America to, to combat them niggas. It's not there's not enough black folks re, re, in, at all to combat that shit. I mean, maybe if we had the whole continent, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But still, I, I know for me, I used to have this very like hyper nationalist ideology, like oh, it's just we only us, only us, only us. That's the only way shit gonna work. I'm like. Mm. And I had to really, I feel like, do some more studying, you know, when I was, I really just learned from the Black Panther Party, like, they was really building solidarity amongst racial groups, you feel me? So that's when, well, that's what really taught me, it was like, oh shit, this is what these niggas was doing, you feel me? Why were they the biggest threat to America, you feel me? So I think that's why it's important to really have, you know, organized groups building solidarity with each other. You know, this you just know made me think of, like... like- what about for these for these hotep ass niggas? Like, so what about like so y'all think y'all hey, just boy. alone? You black masculine, you black cis head niggas alone could, could could take down the white man? Good fucking luck, nigga. Go ahead, be my guest. Go ahead, these, be these my guest. Run into that. Run into that wall. Don't even nigga. know how to fucking cut their own nails and Come shit. Come on, bro. Like, y'all, like, that's like revolution. It'd be wild. Like hoteps don't be realizing just how much it really does have to be all of us and none of us. If if we really do want to erase this white supremacist society. 
Now, now y'all, now do niggas understand why it has to be all of us and none of us? Because we but need they, everybody we can fucking get. They on the conservative side of anything though, so if anything, they agree with niggas like Trump <laughs> more than they would agree with niggas like us. More than they want to, more than you they want to, yeah, more than they want to admit to. Yeah, feel like me? they just conservative. They have a capitalist ideology, so like they got a lot more shit aligned with Trump than they think. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, not every black people, not every black person is on the side of freedom. Right. Some niggas gonna get popped during the revolution. Like, that's black cops, you feel me? Yeah, facts. Black people in the military. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that put niggas. Niggas got families and shit in the military. Right. But Shit, I had hell with, I had family in the military. Yeah. We should definitely dive into that at some point, too. Yeah. Around, like, how they prey on black motherfuckers. Yeah. Get into that shit. That'll be a dope episode. That'll shit, right dope. here in West Oakland, they have uh, the Oakland Military Institute. You know? Oh, am I? Yeah, I know a bunch of people that went to that shit. That's wild, yeah. I'm sorry, right. I cut you off though. You were talking no, about like good. what what would need to happen, it's like like so. What does revolution in practice look like? Like before the actual shit actually pops off, what does revolution look like in practice for us currently? Like we talked about having, um, we have here like the survival programs. Like they're like there are basic things yeah. that we need to get in order before. Like so, if martial like if martial law just kicked in right now, nigga, me and you don't have walkie talkies. <laughs> feel me not not all of not everyone that we fuck with has access to straps you feel me it's just a lot of a shit. lot of shit niggas don't have the earthquake bag earthquake ready bags I got, I got my i got my not ready bag in the closet you know i don't know saying? if niggas got batteries <laughs> and bottles of water it's just a lot of shit bro that like people really need to think about yeah when shit pop off like what is a emergency plan so i think even just thinking about that's probably the first thing <laughs> to think about is like how do you develop emergency plans amongst your closest people you feel me? Yeah. And like, that's whether a revolution or earthquake, <laughs> you know, or like fucking climate change and shit like that. You feel me? So I think definitely developing like emergency plans, having shit ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's survive. Like that's a, the basis of survival. You feel me? So I think revolution. It don't. I think people always the first thing people think about revolution is like bloodshed, which is true. You know, like I think that's what people tend to think. But it's also like, what are you doing before that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, how do you build yeah, towards shit revolution? To be, there's shit to be done before we get to the bloodshed. Yeah. yeah. So like, just even how do we become food autonomous? You know, one thing we've talked about with like People's Breakfast Oakland is like, how do we make PBO food autonomous? You feel me? To where we ain't relying, you know, we don't have to buy shit for every program, but like we grow food ourselves. You know, so I think that's one way too, is just thinking about like, we're literally having like radical gardens you feel me where it isn't just about food it's about yeah this food is meant to like do something more it's meant to you know build towards that process of revolution you feel me because i think sometimes people think revolution is just like oh this shit happened it's like now it's a like i believe angela davis she said it's a process you feel me it ain't a one-time event you got to build towards revolution 100 percent. you know so a revolution is also literally building gardens you feel me like how do you have a community defense set up too? You feel me? In terms of niggas just like training. Training with guns, training in, you know, hand to hand hand to hand combat, you know, like shit. Trying to be in as shape as possible too, you know? And like, as you as you talk, bro, like this is the stuff that brings me like the faith and the joy in the shit because these are all feasible things and that things that I think like local community organizers can work into the work that they're doing right now. Uh, we haven't even had our, f- well, we've taken groups to the to the range and shit, but 
there are a bunch of workshops that we talked about around survival and planning for, you know, the revolution and shit that we need to start enacting more on. Right. Um, so, yeah, like, knowing that there are things out there that we can actually do. There's small, tangible things. Yeah. In that, my opinion. That gives me, that gives me the hope. Because I think it's, like, when I think about revolution, it's like, how do we divest from white supremacy? It's like, this shit surrounds us. Capitalism surrounds us. How do you, but how do you begin divesting from the system that surrounds you? You feel me? Mm -hmm. So, I think thinking about different ways, you feel me? And everybody has a role. Not everybody gonna hold a strap. You feel me? But somebody gotta know how to farm, nigga. I don't know how to farm. I planted a few seeds before, but <laughs> that's I don't know how to do that shit. It's a role like, for all of you us, know what I'm bro. Saying? Yeah. It's like so. Really thinking about that shit is like there's really a role for everybody. Not everybody had to hold, has to hold a gun. Not everybody should hold a gun. <laughs> like facts, you know. But I think arms training is important. Like this is what white people are what we fucking doing. Not to emulate them, but it's like if they using straps. We gotta know how to use straps too, and it's not in a. You gotta be able to match your opponent. Yeah, like it's, like, it's, it's not, not so a way much of an emulation like, thing. It's just we gotta be able to match. We gotta be able to bring the same amount of shit that they bringing. Damn near more, cause it's. Yeah. I mean, they they got the military on their mm -hmm. side, bro. But you know, of course, if we can get tapped in with some, yeah, you know. And it's not like we. I, I know I don't believe in guns like that, but sometimes you gotta pick up the gun to abolish the gun. You feel me? And that's kind of like my stance on guns. This is a thing. I think most. Most folks in this work would choose peace every time, but even when we choose peace, violence is still an act of love. We don't have a like. Look at the whole civil rights movement. You, you feel me? Like, you preserve yourself. Like, the nonviolence yeah. in the civil rights movement, nigga. They put fucking fire hoses, dogs. You feel me? Off of niggas just being nonviolent, and niggas just wanting equality within the system. I mean, at the end of the you day, and I yeah, at the end of the day, white folks will enact will enact, will enact violence even when there's no need for it. You could just be existing. You see it when motherfuckers is just in church, in their homes. In mosques. You feel me? Minding their business. White supremacy is violent. There's no way around it. White supremacy is violence. And there's different ways in which that violence is in which that violence surfaces, but you feel me? It's just it's violent in general. And we gotta know that. And I I fuck I low key wanted to save this for the um for the the extended episode, but I think it kind of like segues into it is at the end of the day because I think there are people who might believe that we don't have to have bloodshed for us to do better but history has shown us that we we as black folks can't just mind our business in this white supremacist society because even when black folks find a way to separate themselves and just do what they do and exist white people will begin to white people will, will enact violence you think about nigga the police drop bombs in fucking Philly yeah you think about uh, Tulsa right and then you yeah. also you think about like nigga during it like uh post slavery, Jim Crow South or whatever, black folks would just be, you know, there there were times where like a lot of black farmers were coming together and buying this land together and crop and you know, had their crops were yielding their crops and were able to make away for themselves, separate from white folks. Of course they start to buy this shit from them and whatnot. But nigga, you just wake up one morning, all your crops be fucking burnt. Minding your fucking business. So white people have shown that there is no black liberation, there is no black thriving. In a white supremacist society, because even when you out here minding your business, doing your fucking thing, living your life, they're gonna they take that from you. Because they just they evil, always, bro. They, they always preach evil. this it shit. Is like, what it is, oh, bro. pick yourself up from your bootstrap. But every time black people every time have tried we do it, what they do to do that, they throw a bomb, they burn your crops. You feel me? They gentrify your hood. You know what I'm saying? They and put yeah, we got crack we got in the fucking neighborhood. We got a few you know of us who out here to do it. But we talk about when we're talking about in the masses, where we're able to have thriving communities and and by large thrive as black folks. Every single time, white folks have just put it into that shit. 
because that's they, they they don't want that. That's not how white supremacy works. White supremacy cannot exist with black folks thriving. It cannot exist. It cannot exist, bro. So for the folks that are like, uh, for the folks that think that it's not gonna come up at the hands of violence, white people are gonna make it that way. Not us. Not black folks. It's gonna we be white people that we do are that. We are white supremacy is what is violence. You feel me? Revolution is a form of self defense, in my opinion. And self defense isn't. Yeah, it's violent, but it's a reaction to violence. You feel me? So, like, I, I even try to rethink, like, is this violent for us to do this? When your wife is threatened, your people are threatened? Like, it's bloodshed. It it's self-preservation, it's though. You feel me? It's That's having a love for your people and your, a love for humanity. Because when we talk about humanity, we really talking about the fucking world, bro. Like, <laughs> capitalism is fucking killing this world. White supremacist capitalism is destroying these fucking ecosystems. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what are we, we talking about the survival of humanity, you know? So I think that's when we talk about revolution, bro. It's like, it's really about <laughs> humanity, you feel me? But wanting to live and our people to thrive and black people will never thrive. Oppressed people will never thrive under the system. It's not designed to do that. And that's just what I want people to, to understand. I'm like, I feel like I'm probably beating a dead horse, but we really need everyone to understand that integration is not the way. Of course, there'll be a few of us that get to live and thrive and, uh, and adapt to the white supremacist ways and be able to open our businesses and fund all the whatever we want to do, right? Live our wildest American dream. But know that there are the masses. masses of black folks that are still going to be suffering. There are going to be folks globally that are falling victim to the hands of white supremacy. It just is what it is. And, you know, if, if you're going to be one of them folks that's okay with thriving while other folks are barely getting by or being oppressed or are being killed at the hands of the state, mm-hmm. then you need to identify as a fucking op and know that. Know that you're not pro-black. Yeah. Know that you're not a revolutionary. Yeah. Know that you're not a radical. Nigga, you a op. Period. Point blank. And I think that's why political education is so important. That's one of the things and one of our goals behind this podcast is really to educate the people about the conditions that we're living in. You feel me? So it's like one thing, you know, there's been like a, a revolution in Sudan you know, and um, like they literally have like people who are a part of the the troops, the the government troops. They're like they said fuck this, and they stood on the side of the people. You feel me? To where they're like, nah, we ain't fucking with this military no more. We st- we we are fucking with the protesters. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but that was probably a result of a lot of p- political education. You know that the people were doing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, how do we have political education to where you know we don't have black people joining the police force? You know what I'm saying? Like, there ain't no good black cop. But instead, go home and protect your own community. You know what I'm saying? Like, get, like, start training and start having, like, what do we, what do we have in community watches? You know, it's like one thing, you know, my uncle always used to tell me is like, I felt safe when I saw a black panther with a shotgun on his shoulder outside. He said, I felt like I could go outside and play basketball. And that's some shit that really resonated with me. You feel me? So it's like, how do we really be outside and have, like, community patrols? You know, but not just like self-defense, but also like nigga, like handing out groceries, social workers, you know. So like how do we really organize to take care of our community and show the people that revolution is possible, that they don't have to rely on the state. Imagine if we could just rely on each other with all these different autonomous shit that we've built out. You feel me? And I think that's that's the key is really just building our own autonomous institutions. You feel me? That like also build solidarity with other racial groups and educate people. 
I don't know. I feel like we both preaching, but <laughs> it's the we podcast is for it. They go to TV. You said turn it off. <laughs> I don't have to listen to this <laughs> shit. I feel him. I don't know, man. It's I feel like if you fuck a radical revolutionary shit, this is the episode that's gonna resonate with you. If you don't, turn it off. And why else would you listen to us? <laughs> why? Why else? Yeah. I be forgetting we podcasters. Like people want to listen to us talk. I hear myself talking for I'm like uh, I'm annoying. I don't know. Shit. I mean, I at the end of the day, my goal here, and I hope it's clear, our goal here is just sparking the conversations that need to be had, uh, and putting yeah. the vision to what this shit gonna look like. Because again, I feel like people do want revolution, but like you need to have a clear understanding of what needs to happen for revolution to happen, and to understand that it's not gonna look the way that it's been presented to us. Mm-hmm. And it's not gonna look like the way it's looked in the past. And I feel like a lot of this shit is also like trial and error, too. You know, like learning how to build these programs out. You know, I think, you know, we were speaking at a high school uh, the other day, and one of the students was like, "I don't know how I could start something like this where I live." I'm like, and you, you challenge them. Like, I think you do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, when we first did our first program, it's like, yeah, we bought the wrong shit. You know, had to go back to the store, things like that. But then we learned from that and have improved and improved and improved. You know, so it's like I just encourage people who feel like some of these things might be far fetched and difficult to do is like just try. Put whatever resources you have together and start small. If you feed ten people, you feed ten people. You feel me? If you have like more than zero. You know? So like really just building small and having feasible things. Like if only two of your partners want to go to the range, that's two. You know what I'm saying? But like building off of that, I think is hell of important. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Hopefully, y'all fucked with it. Uh, <laughs> I'm down to be challenged. Y'all should hit us on Patreon. I haven't been on Twitter that much recently. I don't see myself really getting back into it like that, only to promote the podcast. So I'm trying to figure out what avenues we have for folks to like challenge our ideas and to offer us new perspectives. Yeah, because I, I mean, we want to make this into a conversation. This isn't just maybe comment on the YouTube. That's free. We'll, we'll yeah. see that. Um, I'm yeah, I'm definitely into having some some conversations around the shit, because at the end of the day, I don't know everything, and I don't think my way is the right way all the time. So, yeah, I'm here for whatever. Me too, and I think it's just like we got to look at what has been somewhat successful in this country. Yeah, I feel like the closest thing has been the Panthers. We just know what won't work. That's what I would say. Yeah. I might not know what is going to work, but I know what's not going to work. And I know what the definition of things truly are, right? Mm-hmm. So I know what a revolutionary is. I know what integration is. You know, we know those things. So there are also some things that we haven't practiced, so we don't know if it works. But I know some uh, some shit history tells us what don't work. Facts. So I think at the end of the day, really revolution is about taking care of your community and protecting your community and offering your community an alternative to this white supremacist capitalist patriarchy that we live in. Episode 43 about to tap into this um, extended content. Right. Yeah. So thank y'all for listening. Hopefully y'all learned something. Hopefully um, y'all fuck what we were saying. And again, hit us on YouTube so that or probably hit Blake on Twitter or something. I don't know. Hit the hella black Twitter. <laughs> yeah. That's hit hella black. Hit the hella black Twitter if you know you got some thoughts and reservations around this conversation, and you know you could push our thinking and we could tap around. You know, tap in and fuck around. Appreciate y'all. So to tap into this next part, tap in with our Patreon, patreon.com slash hellblackpod. Once again, that is patreon.com slash hellblackpod.